You're listening to Valora for the Artist, a podcast that inspires salon owners and solo artists to become the best versions of themselves. My name is Valerie Laura, and I am a regular schmegular girl with big dreams. And I hope to share with you lessons I have learned in my journey as a salon owner, as well as getting insight from pretty dope people who are making an impact in our industry. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Valora for the Artist podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Molly O'Brien. So Molly, hey. So Molly (laughs) is the CEO of A Touch of Lashes in Las Vegas since 2010, where they offer permanent makeup, lashes, spray tanning, waxing. She sells products and also does training. (laughs) So I met Molly um, a year ago. No, no, no. This year, earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> at, yep. At the Lash Cast um, Elevate Business Class. And the very first time I met her, I knew that there was something really special about her. Mm. Molly is not afraid to ask for what she wants. She is an <laughs> eager beaver. So Molly, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing really well. Thank you so much yeah. for doing this. Of course. I'm excited. Thanks for asking me. (laughs) Okay, Molly. So when I think of your name, I think about the word go-getter. So how would you define a go-getter? I think, and this is something that I really haven't been my whole career. It's just been in the last few, I want to say maybe two, three years. Um, but I really think it's someone that just, like you said, ask for what they need or what's, what's on their mind. Um, I, I just, I'm a firm believer in people don't know what they don't know. And so you have to ask. And for years I struggled at just like trying to do it on my own or things like that. But I realized to be a true go-getter in the sense of the word, you really have to take the initiative, do it, do it with like full force all of your um, energy and really ask insight from those who have been there and done it, or maybe that you want to emulate um, or admire. Um, I think when you go out and you work really hard to get your goals, but also you're not afraid to like ask people the questions that are on your mind that are going to help propel you forward, or maybe the ones that are like holding you back. I think that those two things combined really, for me, define what a go-getter is. Um, So yeah, and the part that was really hard for me was just the asking for help part because, um, I don't know, I think I'm just just like, everybody kind of thinks like, okay, well, I should know how to do this. And maybe they're a little bit afraid of like breaking down that barrier and being like, okay, no, I don't know how to do this. I need to be vulnerable. I need to ask somebody and put that out there and be like, how can I be better? Okay, well, I have to ask this question, this person. So that's kind of like a little bit of vulnerability that I had to learn um, in these last few years. And it's really been beneficial. It's allowed me to kind of check off those goals or, you know, make uh, strides towards them uh, in the last few years. I love it. Does that make sense? It does (laughs) make total sense. And I feel like as you're speaking, I can like see like the way you have been doing those things, like since I've met you. So that is so awesome. Yeah. So (laughs) what I'm getting is to be a go-getter, you have to ask for what you don't know and for what you want. Yes. Yeah. I think it's very important. Yay. Okay. So, um, I have seen you in action myself, networking (laughs) and making connections. Um, but I want to, um, 
First, what I want to do with this conversation is to get some key points so that our listeners can take um, these things with them and also implement them in their own lives. So um, what do you think is your approach on making connections? Now, when I say making connections is I think there have been some really awesome things that have been happening around you. Um, So Mm -hmm. what do you think are some of the steps that you have taken to just get some of these really awesome opportunities? Yeah. So first and foremost, um, can I just preface this entire conversation by saying that I am completely shy and I do not do well in large group settings because I get very self-conscious and I kind of go inwards. I get in my head. I get very nervous. So for me, a huge thing that I have to do is a lot of like positive self-talk in my head. And I have to realize, I have to tell myself like everybody in this room is feeling similar Mm -hmm. to you. They're all very nervous to go up and make that first initial conversation. But I think that the reason that like to use your wording, kind of that the amazing things have been happening around me is because when I do make that a connection, I do approach somebody, I do talk to them. I genuinely want to connect with you. Like it's not for like an underlying reason. It really is. I want to get to know you. I think what you're doing is awesome. I want to learn more about that. Um, and just building my connection and my network that way, like surrounding myself with people that are like-minded, similar goals, people that have been there, done that, can get me to my goals as far as mentoring or that would be okay with me bouncing ideas off of them. That's really what um, is in my mind when I'm going into like an event or a networking situation or even trying to make a new connection. Um, The other thing that I think is really important is I'm very positive, (laughs) like annoyingly so. (laughs) I'm very much like, oh yeah, that's really like, that's things. But then immediately I'm like, oh, okay, but like glass half full, like this, this, and this. So I'm realistic, but I'm like, also have that like super annoying positive spin on everything. But um, I think that that is kind of, can be kind of refreshing for people as well. Um, and I just like to, I'm just genuinely excited for the where the industry is going because I've been in the industry for so long and it's been so isolated and kind of alone in the corner. Like you're doing lashes and nobody really knows what it is. Nobody really wants to talk to you. That was like stage one. And then stage two was, okay, we know what it is, but now we're like, we just want to do it for ourselves and we don't want to share or invite anybody into our bubble. And now what's really cool is everybody's like, no, come in my bubble. I need friends. I need people that understand, you know, when a client cancels, how detrimental it is to the business. And, you know, oh, I have a client or I mean, uh, an employee issue. And, you know, my husband doesn't really understand, but, you know, my other lash boss babes do. So for me, building connections and networking is just like kind of having a different friend circle. And um, I just try to be as open and genuine um, as possible. And I hope it comes across as that in every encounter that I do make. Like I said, I I do have um, a positive spin on it. And hopefully, you know, if I'm getting something from you, I always try to make sure that I try to give back valuable as well. So it's reciprocal. It's not just take, 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 if that makes sense. Because I think that's important when you're building relationships as well. Yep. That does make sense. So then what would you say to a girl who is Mm -hmm. really shy and introverted and she's going to an event, (laughs) like, let's say like LashCon, right? And she was there and she wants to make connections. Like what's an advice that you can give her? Yeah. My advice would be to do a lot of self-talk. Everybody's in the same situation, especially at like a large large event like LashCon. Um, there were tons of people that just came alone that didn't know anybody. Um, the, the hardest, hardest part is making that initial, hi, I'm so-and-so. 
and, and just throw out a compliment and you will get a compliment back. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that shirt. Where'd you get that bangle? Oh my gosh, your hair color is so cute. Your lashes are amazing, girl. Where did you get them done? Are you a salon owner? Are you a single operator? Blah, blah, blah. There's like a plethora of questions, but my advice would be to prep prep, 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 because the more prep that you do, the more it becomes like second nature. And this is something that I very much had to learn and, um, and go through kind of some rough patches. So maybe do it in different circles. If Lashcon's like your ultimate goal, then maybe practice amongst different areas in your life. Like maybe go to like a party and practice there, but, um, do a lot of self-talk, have a line of questions that you can like initiate, um, that you feel comfortable asking and just understand like a flow of a conversation. It's very surface and the beginning but if you can try to get to like a more meaningful level like even just like admitting like oh my gosh girl I am so nervous <laughs> like they're probably gonna like grab your arm and be like girl me too <laughs> so it's very much like that in this world we we assume that people come off more confident we assume that people um are a certain way without actually giving them the grace to show us who they really are first before making that assumption. So um, I think just doing the self-talk and prepping is huge. I love it. And I think what you said about us assuming that other people are confident Uh is so amazing. Like it's (laughs) such a key point. And if we could only like really grasp this, I think that would make a huge difference because I think we go in a room, yeah. especially like something like last yeah. one, we go in a room thinking like all of these girls have it together. But in reality, like mm-hmm. we're all on the same playing field, even the people on stage, like, yeah, like I said, I was like two seconds away <laughs> from just telling my husband, let's fly back home. Cause I don't want to be. <laughs> so it's like, we're all, you know, the same. And I think, I think that is really um, good advice. I love it. Thanks. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I can't tell you how many people like came up to me at LashCon and like, you're so confident. I was like, are you kidding? I was so nervous when I was talking. Like, it was insane. But they said the same thing. They were like, yeah, I'm nervous too. And I was like, really? Gosh, you play it so well. So right? I, mean, I guess like, fake until you make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So another thing that you had mentioned is that um, since you have been in the industry for so long, you said that our industry went from solo, like hogging information, not very... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, it was more independent. Inclusive. Yeah. yeah. It was very um, like me, me, me. Yep. So then what would you, what would you say has changed um, from the beginning until now that it's more open and people are more willing to share and to include others? Oh, good question. I think a lot has changed, honestly. I think, um, I think, I think the biggest thing that really impacted this movement from going from I to like inclusive is just understanding that you can gain more from having a community of people in your corner supporting you, bouncing ideas off of each other, um, talking about products that work and don't work for your regions, um, and just having that like person that you can just vent to. Um, I think that's really changed the, the industry, to be honest, because in the beginning, I don't think we understood how many women and men were going to fall in love with the lash extension industry and want to get the service. And it was a little bit of a scarcity situation because the education in the community was not um, uh, as, as big. Like Clients would be like, I don't know what lashes are. Can you equate it to something else? Like, why would I get this? Why do I need this? What would, what would this benefit me? And so it was a lot of educating the public. Well, 
today, I mean, we have men calling in and being like, I want to get my girlfriend a set and this is what she likes and this is the length and the curl. And I'm like blown away. (laughs) So I think that just realizing that there's an abundance of clients out there and that we don't have to be so competitive and like knocking each other down and being like, look at this horrible set I did, blah, blah, blah. Like now, if you post that in like a social media um, group, you're going to get like, attacked and be like, don't knock somebody down and said, educate, blah, blah, blah. And I think that is so cool because it really speaks volumes of how far we've come. Like people sticking up for bad work and understanding yeah. that, Hey, that's just maybe like a newer artist that needs a little bit more education that needs a little bit more time spent on, you know, the impact that a negative set can do on a client, things like that. And I really think that just the abundance of clients out there is one reason. And then also I think that just people realizing that, you can get further when you build your circle than you can if you are just single operating out there on your island, trying to do things your own way, researching everything on your own, figuring out the salon industry on your own, figuring out how to manage clients on your own, figuring out your payroll on your own. There's so like that island is so isolating. And I've been there. I totally have because the industry was there at one point. And now that I see people like wanting to have a community, I'm like diving swimming off that island as fast as I can. <laughs> like, let me get over to the fun party on the other island where everybody's like working together and having a good old time and, you know, growing together. And I firmly believe that when you help each other and you give it away for free in a sense, like if somebody has a question, you just answer it and don't expect anything in return, like monetarily. You just want to see them grow and be a better artist. I really think that is when we see the industry um, grow and become a safer place and a more inclusive place for the lash artist. So I, I think it's going in that direction and I'm really excited to be a part of it at this time. Yeah. And I also think that when, at least, you know, on social media or when we see different um, artists, I think mm-hmm. that when we think about collaboration, you mm-hmm. and Jasmine from Chic are one of the first ones that always pop in my mind because you guys Aww. are you know, so close <laughs> to each other and yet you choose to be friends, which again is so uncommon. Yeah. Well, uncommon and I think becoming less uncommon because of you guys. Um, So I think that is so awesome. How did you guys um, know each other? How did you build a friendship? Did you go knocking on her door or how did that work? (laughs) I busted her door down. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you have to be my friend. Yep, exactly. It it totally happened. Um, So Josh and I had a little bit of a history before we became um, Lash Boss Besties, which is what we call ourselves. (laughs) Um, So I used to do her lashes back in the day. And then um, we uh, parted ways. And a few years later, last year, actually, we connected at a women's empowerment event here in Las Vegas called Women Who Slay. And she was there. We kind of like, we're like, oh, looks familiar, looks familiar. And just started talking and reconnecting. And from that moment until today, we have been, I don't want to say inseparable, but we have been like building this relationship where we really bounce ideas off of each other. We trust one another. Our salons are literally three and a half minutes from each other. And there is not one ounce of competition between us. Her clients are going to go to her for her why and her reasoning. My clients come to me for mine. We have a few different characteristics between our salons that I think allow this relationship to 
to not have that competition level in it. But for the most part, we really, truly 100% want to see each other grow and be the best boss babes that we can be. And we really value uh, bouncing ideas off of each other. Just, I mean, honestly, let's be real here. The venting is amazing (laughs) because somebody gets it. (laughs) And, you know, it's not our husbands who are trying to fix things because, you know, as lost women, we, we can fix it ourselves. We are very capable. We just really need that ear and somebody that's like, I understand. I totally get it. I went through that too. This is what I did that was really helpful. What if you tried this or have you thought about that? That is like so invaluable to me. There's nothing that could ever break us apart. I think. Um, and you know, we're continuing our relationship. We actually launched um, on Tuesday, a whole new idea for Las Vegas that would include our Lash Boss Besties and just include the entire Las Vegas area. So it's called LVLA and it's Las Vegas Lash Association. And basically it's a networking community group of lash artists in Las Vegas, um, all like-minded individuals coming together to grow the industry in Las Vegas. And we are so pumped for this um, this uh, organization because I think it's really going to change um, the competition levels here in the city. And we can just show and be like, look, this is what we're doing. This is working. This is like proving that, you know, you can work together. Everybody in Las Vegas has kind of similar issues because our region is so unique. So when we can work together and like figure out formulas and like, um, things that really work well here and things that don't, we're going to help those newer artists from having to like make those mistakes that we already went through. And that's really what, what the, um, um, message for this group is all about. So, um, yeah, not only do we just like hang out and bounce ideas off of, but like we're forming organizations to help other lash artists thrive and become their best lashing selves as well. So the relationship between us is very important. And I think that we see that and we want to give it back and include others in it. That is so awesome. I did see you guys post that <laughs> and I was yeah. so excited. And I remember yeah. mentioning it and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to message her and ask her if this is her. And I know I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like a secret thing. You know how like Lash no, Money yeah. like anonymous? So I was like, ooh, yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be like that. But that is so yeah. exciting. Congratulations Thanks. to you guys. Thank Maybe you. I can have you both in here just talking a little bit more yeah. about it and details and stuff like that, how people can yeah. stuff like that. That is so awesome though. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're pumped about it too. And it's not really a secret. We just, there was a couple of times where I was like, gosh, am I actually going to get this off the ground? Is this actually going to happen? So I was like, yeah. man, I want to under promise and over deliver. So I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> but it's that launched, so cool. so. Yeah. Yeah, we're so pumped. That is awesome. Okay, Molly. So what, well, you kind of just told us this, but in case there's <laughs> anything else, but what is next for you? Like, what are your yeah. goals now for the future? Yeah, my goals for the future. So um, I definitely want to continue to grow my lash artists. I want them to be working at full capacity, full productivity levels in the salon. I want to make sure that they're getting all the training that they need um, on a, in the, that's in the salon. And then on another level, on our education level, I want to reach more individuals. I want to kind of share what I have, the knowledge, the background, things like that. I really enjoy teaching and training. And um, it's really important to me to um, be able to reach a lash artist on a level that's really going to impact their lashing skills and, and to take them into the, to the future with like how they're going to thrive. So that's really important to me. So I want to improve on my reach with that. 
-hmm. obviously just um, let more people know about our lash assassin adhesive, which is so awesome because it's oil proof, sensitive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just making sure that we kind of get more word out about that. I would say just improving really um, all networking and just the connections and growing the relationships that I've um, made over the last few weeks, making sure that, you know, um, I'm continuing to support those that have supported me and making sure that I continue to be a good lash friend in the industry. Uh, so I'd say those are my like top few goals that are on my mind going into 2020. That's really where I want to be. Awesome. It's so funny listening to you use um, now different vocabulary because I know yeah. that you are now a team-based salon. So you had mentioned getting yes. up productivity. How is that going? Yeah. Well, first, let me just yeah. tell everyone. So you... Yeah. Um, won a ticket to the team base <laughs> conference in when was that August September? It was September, yeah. September, yes. Yeah. So, um, so we linked up there again, and yeah. um, and so then we were sitting at the table, and they were talking about people who won the tickets, and then they call your <laughs> name up there, and I'm so excited. And then on top of that, they gifted you a whole free year of um coaching, and I'm not yes. even. Like when they said that on stage, I was like tearing up. And then the girls looked at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm just so happy. But that is so awesome. Yeah. How has that been going for you? Oh my God. It's been a dream. Like, honestly, I thought I was like, I don't win anything. Can I just put that out there? I live in Las Vegas. I do not gamble because <laughs> I have the worst like luck of winning things in the planet. So I stay away from all of that. So when I submitted that essay, I was like, Meh maybe. Okay, cool. And then I was so shocked to even won a conference ticket to the event. Like I was so excited and thankful. So then to win like this amazing package that is really going to take my career to the next level, uh, business wise. Can I just say like, I'm just going to be real. Like when I started my business, I really fell into it. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't set it up properly. I made a lot of mistakes. I've had to grow from them, change things, implement new policies to kind of have things in place to um, not have those mistakes being made again. But at the end of the day, like I have a four-year collegiate degree in something completely different. I've had to learn and grind and hustle at every single thing in this business that I've done. And I am so relieved and happy that I have a coach to help me answer those questions that I don't know that I have to stay up hours and hours after my kids go to bed, researching and learning and figuring out like how I can, you know, better allocate my funds and in- implement different um, uh, benefits for my girls that have been with me for six and seven, eight years. So it's a relief a huge relief. I'm just gonna be honest that, that I won and I'm so grateful for it. And it's been going awesome. Like Jason's my coach, shout out to Jason. Mm-hmm. He's really awesome. Um, he lets me ask all my silly, dumb questions. Doesn't make me feel like a dork for asking them. Um, he's really teaching me how to understand my numbers better so that I can better allocate the funds and make sure that I know what's coming in my business and what's out of my business. Cause as salon owners, we all know like, Hey, sometimes things pop up, we just go buy it, but it really has to be accounted for. And it really comes down out of your bottom line. So we know a little bit about that, but just seeing the numbers on paper, seeing it like actually in a spreadsheet really makes it real and scary at the same time. So I'm excited. I'm excited not only to get my business on track with some things that I've been struggling with, but I'm really more, uh, this sounds like so weird, but I'm 
so excited to like give the girls benefits and be able to offer things to them, um, incentives, rewards. Now it's just when it kind of like when I can afford it and when I can do it, I'll, you know, do it. But now it's really going to be like goal oriented and systematic, which is so exciting. So I'm so excited, so grateful. Everything's been going really well. We're very new at it. I've only been doing it for like maybe four weeks, but, um, yeah, everything's been going really well. And then, and, uh, little while we'll do the conversion over. Um, but everybody's really excited as far as like inside of our salon, I've been really open and honest with the team and letting them kind of know like about the changes that are about to come, but why they're beneficial and why they're going to be important and, and mandatory at the end of the day. But they're, um, my girls, I have a special team. Like they're very, um, ride or die too. Well, they understand that, you know, I want the best for them. I go to bed thinking about them at night. I wake up thinking about them. So this is really going to be something that's going to benefit them or they know that I wouldn't go forward with it. And then I think that they do trust me. And a lot of that is just because um, I'm constantly like doing things for them, but now I'm going to be able to do it in a smarter capacity. So I'm excited. That was really long winded. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're fine. I love it. I think that is so awesome. And I'm so excited for you. Like I can't wait to see you implement all of these things because yeah, for me and my business, it did the same thing. Like I feel like I knew nothing about business once I started going to, um, you know, taking coaching and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I am so thankful that I have the ability to do this because it really does like they teach you so much and they teach yeah. you like how a business should be run. So yep. I'm so excited for you, girl. I can't wait to hear all of the different accomplishments you're going to reach and it's yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> Me too. And I want to just like put it out there. Like you are the reason I went to that conference. Like, Elevate. Like all, <laughs> if you remember from Elevate, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like you being there, being able to answer them and just being like really open and honest about your situation and kind of what you were going through. I was like, okay, this isn't like a sales pitch. This isn't something that um, is a written out answer that she's just reading off of a script. This is real life question and answers. And, and I just think like connecting with you on that level too, I was like, okay, yeah, we, this is kind of what I've been looking for, but you know, you don't know what you don't know until it's exactly. presented to you. And so I was like, this is what I was looking for. And so <laughs> I just want to like, thank you um, mm-hmm. for being so open and honest with your entire journey, because that's super raw and hard to do for a lot of people. And um, I just want you to know that it seriously impacted me and it's going to change my business. So I'm forever grateful to you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I am yeah. glad that it has helped you. And again, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, Molly. So now I want to jump into our Lash Tea Time. So yeah. this is where we're going to talk about some interesting topics in our industry. Um, and with this, I kind of want to take it more on the business level kind of things. Okay. So I think one thing that has been... Um, asked a lot and I'm not sure if it's really been answered fully, but, um, it is cancellation and no shows. So policies, what to do, do we punch them in the face (laughs) when they come in? Like what? (laughs) So what is your approach in your salon about cancellations and no shows? All right. So I, gosh, this is, this is a hard one because I'm a Libra. So I see things on two different levels, but, um, I'm just going to put it out there and tell you what we do and why we do it. It might 
might help your business. It may not, but you know, that's the cool thing about being a business owner. You get to choose what works for you and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Um, for us, we at one point had no cancellation policy. And of course, you know, I was like letting the clients walk all over me. No big deal. I love Mm -hmm. lashing. I'll work for you. No big, Mm -hmm. I'll come in when you want. No, it doesn't work like that. As your salon grows, you have to have policies and, um, um, systems in place so that you are being as productive as you can be and policies are in place for when things go wrong. So I think having a clear list of your cancellation policy in your consultation form is huge. And for us, you know, the first one's complimentary. We get it. Things happen. Um, And then after that, we do ask 24-hour notice um, for cancellation or there is a fee. Now, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. The fee has burned us a lot. Um, Back in the day, it was okay to have a fee and to charge the fee and clients get it. Now, today, if the client isn't your ideal client, she's not really for you. What we see happening is clients will cancel. They'll do their, you know, complimentary one. They'll, we'll reiterate the cancellation policy to them at that point. Like, please let us know in the future, 24 hours in advance. We have a strict, you know, fee policy. This is the layout of it. Let us know if you have any questions. Oh yeah, no worries. Then they'll, you know, maybe do a couple more appointments and then boom, all of a sudden a no-show happens or a late cancel happens. Well, then we have to do the fee. And what we've seen happening more times than not is because there's so many other lash companies in Las Vegas is they're like, well, I have a fee there. I'm just going to go somewhere else. So we've had to get really creative with it. And we have to make sure that, you know, I'm constantly talking to the girls about their schedules and constantly talking to the clients like, yep, we have a full book or, you know, this is how the girls make their livelihood. Like, please make sure that you're in, you know, giving us notice. We're constantly telling them, okay, here's your appointment. If you need to reschedule 24 hour notice, blah, blah, blah. So we're just putting, we're planting the seed over and over and over again to better train these clients. Now there's only going to be a certain type of client that you can train and the ones that do go somewhere else. That's not your client. It hurts. It's annoying. It's irritating. But at the end of the day, that truly is not your client. You want a client that's going to respect your time and is going to value the time that they're missing with you. And understand that not only is it impacting the salon, it's impacting that employee, that client that's on the wait list, the other person that's trying to get in. So it's kind of like a ripple effect. So we really are looking for a certain type of clientele that's going to understand that. And um, But to, to get to that point, you do have to kind of, we call it training clients. So you have to put it in your consultation form. You have to talk about it at you know, the time of checkout. You have to talk about it you know, when you're sending over your, um, your confirmations the day before you have to talk about it when you send over your pre-appointment text messages, things like that. So, um, for us, it's very important to have one. Um, but I've seen why people maybe don't have one too, but I think that to be professional and to be respected, it's better to understand that those clients that don't respect your policies or fight you on it are just not really, those are the ones that are going to cancel anyway. And that's why they're fighting on it. If you know, you respect somebody's time and you know that you're going to be very um, um, orderly with how you handle your appointments, then I think that's, they're not going to have a problem with it, at least in our experience. Now, there are some certain situations. We've been in business a long time. I opened my business about 10 years ago. And we have clients from like 2011 still. So we've been with us a long, long time. So sometimes we understand that, you know, if things happen, that client has such a long-standing relationship with us, we may waive the fee because keeping the relationship is better than having that $20 fee. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, Mary Lou truly did get sick and we can trust her or, you know, Susanna really had something pop up with her kid and we understand that. And so, um, you know, it definitely is a fee policy in place, but we are very understanding. We are, you know, try to compromise a little bit and 
understand the greater good as well. So um, training the clients, having the policies in place, making them very clear, um, concise as well. I, don't make it complicated. Like, oh, if you miss this many times, you owe this percentage of this amount, this, this, this it's clear cut. You owe me this much if you miss and you didn't call in. So it's um, sometimes clients get confused and they can't remember because you made it too complicated. So right. um, online booking is great because you can credit card capture with a lot of these um, systems. So it's seamless. Like, okay, we're going to charge your card for the no-show fee and then we'll rebook you for the stay and time of, uh, with this artist. So um, it, it kind of, when you have a policy in place, the clients are like, so oh, I'm so sorry. I wasted your time. Please charge the card. Please charge the fee. And it's just like, okay, no worries. The fee is done. Please don't apologize anymore. This is, you understand what happens. This is why we have it. So there's no apology needed. It's totally fine. The time is, is, paid for and you can move forward and nobody has to kind of feel weird about it, you know? Right. So, uh, but again, it takes a certain client. So, um, not everybody thinks like that. So it does get kind of battlesome with some clients, but just as soon as you kind of can put that realization on that, you know, that's not your client, it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. And then do you guys, um, do you call the day before to confirm or do you have just a text message or what, how do you guys go about that part? Yeah, so we've done it a couple different ways. In the past, before our booking system was really like smart, um, <laughs> we had to send out text messages to every single client, which was so time consuming. Um, but the booking system now does it for us. It sends out an email, I think, 48 hours before, a text message 24 hours before, and both um, messages have links in there for the client to cancel on. So it reiterates what time they're coming in, what day they're coming in, who they're seeing, and hey, do you need to cancel this appointment? If so, you need to do so now. Okay. Yeah. I love it. That because at our studio, that was a really big issue for a long time. We had a lot of cancellations and then Uh like last minute and then also a lot of no shows. So Mm -hmm. we try to, you know, tried to implement different things. So first is we use Booker. So Booker would um, send an email and you can confirm through email. But then if you, you know, upgrade to Frederick or something like that, then and um then they'll send out a text message and then they can confirm through text. But then what cool. was happening is that still not everyone was confirming. Right. So um, I just had our receptionist call the mm-hmm. ones who haven't confirmed. So Perfect. with that, we've seen that it's definitely helped a lot. Um, yeah. But something that I noticed a little pattern um, mm-hmm. in these last like two years is that our no calls no shows are most of mm-hmm. the time new clients. Like they're the yes. ones that have only been here once or twice and yep. they decide to go, you know, either to stop or whatever, but they don't give us. Yep. So maybe for those people, we haven't, um, you know, talked to them enough about it because they haven't come in enough mm-hmm. about cancellations and no shows and stuff like that. But yep. I, um, I think that our, um, new client retention rate is directly mm-hmm. linked to our cancellation and no-shows. So mm-hmm. now what we're trying is to see if we do like a follow-up message. Because sometimes I think that clients yes. are too like scared to say, oh, yes. I didn't like this or something like that. So yeah. it's easier to just not to call and not show up because yeah. you don't have to confront anyone. So mm-hmm. we'll see how, how this goes and calling people um, after the first few um, Yeah after the first few days and see, and see if that changes anything. But I think that so we, we actually, I'm sorry. Okay. So we actually did like a little survey with our clients and like other um, artists and stuff. They want that. So we're going to actually, I'm so glad that you mentioned that we're going to actually implement that as well. 
because of exactly what you said. They don't feel comfortable reaching out when they have an issue. Mm -hmm. And then they just go somewhere else. But sometimes that issue is just like, oh, well, they were coming out. Okay, well, how many were coming out? Like, I lost like three. Well, that's normal. So things that they just don't understand or, oh, yeah, I kind of, I didn't really like how full they were. Come in, we'll pop them off. No big deal. (laughs) I didn't really like how thin they are. Come in, we'll pop them off. No big deal. We want them to be happy. When you take that customer service to the next level, your client retention is just going to soar. Yep. So I'm excited to hear what happens when you guys start implementing that. Um, we're going to do that too. So maybe we can like connect on that and chat about yes. that again. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay. So one last thing. What yeah. is some advice that you can give to a fellow lash artist who is looking to level up? Level up. <laughs> Gosh. I know. Okay, I just want so, everybody to know I put Molly on the spot. I didn't let, I didn't give her these <laughs> questions before. Sorry. No worries. No worries at all. Um, I'm better on the spot anyway, because if I practice and I like stutter and I, I know, like, same. Like, what did I, yep. <laughs> what did I rehearse? I know. Um, okay. So to level up in my mind, you have to, the first thing that you need to do to level up is you need to change your mind frame. You have to understand that to level up and get to the next level with um, your business as an individual artist, whatever you want to do, you have to invite people in. What do I mean by that? You have to let them help you grow. You have to ask them questions. You have to take more education classes. You have to be knowledgeable of the industry that you're in. I'm sorry, girlfriend. You don't know it all. Nobody does. People have different ways of thinking, different ideas, different things that they're passionate about. And that is the coolest thing about having an industry because you have so many um, idols and mentors to guide you down the path of their passions. What somebody else is passionate about is not what you're passionate about. So let them mentor you on that. Take that advice and then go to the next education class and then go to the next one and then go network and do this. And you're going to see yourself kind of climbing this goal ladder, so to speak, and reaching this new level of businesswoman or lash artist. And you're going to look back and be like, I'm so glad that I did that. Like you really have to get out of your own way and be humble enough to ask for the help to level up. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, I'm one of three lash artists in Las Vegas. Like, I am a pioneer in this industry. I have the oldest lash salon in Las Vegas. Like, I know everything. And then as the industry started to get bigger and bigger and bigger, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm not as knowledgeable as I thought. So I had to go out and get the training, go out and learn and build my network and socialize and you know, I kind of sell myself as like plateauing and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to continue to grow and grow and grow. So I needed to kind of get out of my own way and humble myself and be like, yeah, I need to, um, to go get more training. I need to go get this from this person. I need to learn about that so that I can, I can get to those higher goals that I have for myself. And then I think the second part of that is not becoming complacent. Like, yeah, you scratched off like four goals. That's awesome. Cool. Your goal sheet is empty. Now what? More goals, more goals. Yep. <laughs> Add more to it. So I think sometimes people are like, oh gosh, I'm so drained. Like I'm, I'm just like so tired. But I think a huge person that's in my mind right now, just from LashCon is like, look at the event of LashCon. Like that was so busy for Tuss and Paul and Erica. Yes. And you know, they spent so many hours and days and weeks and months working on that. And they're probably dog tired, but now they're working on the next thing. Now they're going into something else. They're planning 2020 LashCon. They're planning a cruise. Like it's, it's all about continuing to push yourself to um, get to that next level. Once you are, you know, humbling yourself to accept the help around you and to be able to grow. 
Yes. So those would be my pieces of advice for leveling up, I think. Okay. Awesome. Well, Molly, thank you so stinking much for (laughs) coming on this podcast. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. We have some really good gems here for everyone to take home with. Now, where can everyone find you? Um, so I'm located in Las Vegas, so I have a really fun location for people to come in and get some training if they're interested, but I'm on social. So you can find me at Molly underscore a touch of lash or the main Instagram, which is a touch of lash. Um, I'm on Twitter. I have a website, a touch of lash.com. Um, and I'm definitely on all of those, um, media forms pretty much all day, <laughs> just connecting with people and talking to people. So it's, it's been exciting, but, um, reach out, say hi. Um, I promise I'll say hi back. You give me a compliment. I'll give you a compliment. Heck, I might even throw you one first, but, um, you never have to be afraid to approach me. I'm one of those people that, you know, I kind of see the person in the corner and I'll come up and make sure that you feel welcome. So that's what I want people to um, think of when they think of me. Awesome, Molly. Thank you so much again. I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you.